The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of Mary, of the, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, And he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me, according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we enter into this time of year where we hear this gospel about like four or five times in the next few weeks as we celebrate various feast days leading up to Christmas. And and there's always a chance to hear something new. No matter how many times we reflect on scripture, there's always a chance to hear something new. And, and to look for the new thing. And today we celebrate the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and which is oftentimes confused you know, with, uh, sometimes people think the Immaculate Conception is this moment that we read about in the Gospel where Mary conceived in her womb and, and conceived the Son of God. But really, the Immaculate Conception refers to Mary herself because she was conceived without sin. And, and that from the moment of her conception, she was set free from original sin. And how that all works out theologically, you know, once in RCIA, we were talking about how God is outside of time and he can sort of like take our prayers now and apply them back in the past. And, and that's really what we believe 
is that the merits of the cross were applied to Mary's life from the very beginning of her life. And for her entire life, her heart was, was free from the consequences of original sin. And, and there's a couple of different ways that we can look at that kind of that reality because because sometimes we can almost look at that reality from a standpoint of jealousy or look at it and say well she was conceived without sin and i'm not conceived without sin it's not really fair and father please don't tell me to be like her because it's not fair like we're not playing on the same playing ground right like like i have concupiscence and she doesn't have concupiscence but and I, and I admit that many times, I think in my own life, I looked at it from that perspective. But there's also this other reality that, that because she was conceived without sin, that her heart is able to love completely. And, and that Mary is, in, in so many ways, Mary is a mother of empathy. And... And that's a reality that's so important for us to reflect on because that means that when she looks at each and every one of us, that she loves us completely and she has perfect empathy. You know, one of the consequences of sin is it sort of like kills our empathy. And, and we can see that in not just like philosophically or theologically, but in the practical experiences of people who who have been enslaved to sin and then find freedom because the more freedom they find, they, re- they start to realize like, oh wait, I'm, I'm in relationship with people and I have feelings and, and they start to pick up on other people's feelings and, and, and they become more concerned for others. And so the one who had, where sin never touched her heart, that means she has perfect empathy. And so when Simeon said to her at, the presentation in the temple, your heart to a sword will pierce because when she looks at her son whom she loves and she sees his suffering and his passion, she feels all of that. Like any mother who looks at a child who's suffering feels their child's pain. But that also means that when she looks at my life or when she looks at your life, that that she also feels the, the totality of everything that we're going through in the midst of our deepest sorrows or our greatest joys that, that Mary experiences all of that with us. And her heart enables her to perfectly respond to us in those moments. And there's something really good there. Because that means that that she's unlike any other person that we have had in our own experiences. And she's unlike all of the people who maybe failed to show up in our lives. Or she's unlike the people who have hurt us or people who haven't responded well to us in, in vulnerable times. That Mary always responds perfectly. And as she responds to us in love, she teaches us. 
what it's like to be loved. And then we can go and love others the way that she's loved us. To walk with others the way that she walks with us. To notice others the way that she notices us. Because that is the gift of of her being conceived without sin is that she notices everyone and immediately responds to our needs. Immediately when she hears that Elizabeth has conceived a son, she goes to her to be with her. At the wedding feast of Cana, she's the one that notices that they're running out of wine. In our everyday lives, she's the one that notices when we feel misunderstood, when we feel lonely, when we feel maybe like we have no purpose. She sees all of that. And she's present. And that's what makes her our greatest advocate, our greatest intercessor. Because she is, in a very real way, all of our mother. And so today, let us pray that, that as we remember this feast day of the Immaculate Conception, the great love of Mary's Immaculate Heart, and let us open our own hearts to receive her care her love, her presence. That we may truly know her as our mother and as a mother of empathy.